Hello and welcome to another edition of the Retro Lovely Podcast. Tonight I am speaking with Miss Jenna Beth, the most recent addition to our special model edition uh, series of publications. And uh, Miss Jenna Beth, you are in Florida, is that correct? Yes. Okay, so I'm we're in, in the Orlando, Tame Sign, Florida now. Tame Sign, same time zone. Okay, great. Uh, but I'm I'm distinctly more north of you. So how what what kind of temperature situation do you have down there? Um, it's actually really, really warm here right now. So I know a lot of people are, are already jealous, but yeah, I think today it was about 82. Dude, this, yeah. mo- this morning I, I drove someplace in my car on the dashboard. There's a little indicator to let you know in case the roads might be icy. And, uh, Ooh. it was flashing at me saying, Hey, be careful. Cause the roads might be icy. So, but I won't, uh, I won't no hold fun. that against you. It's, um, it's okay. I mean, I know what winter's like. I'm I'm originally from Cincinnati, so oh, so you're well schooled in it. Yeah. Yeah, I I know winter. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm sure you don't miss it at all. I don't. You know, like I go home every once in a while. Like I'm going home for Christmas this year and oh, seeing my parents, and you know, three days of possible snow mm-hmm. is enough for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I like those snows that it falls and it falls like on every place other than where you have to drive. And it's mm-hmm. pretty, but it doesn't like you know disrupt anything. Those are those are the ones that I really like the most. I mean, those are the I, nice ones. I do like the occasional snow you in for a day kind of things, but once a year is fine. That's all I need. Yeah. So totally. now, for the people that are listening, um, the retro lovely special model edition series is something that we revamped or we kicked off um, earlier this year. In fact, I think you make number seven for twenty twenty one. And we'll probably be the final one because I don't think we'll have another one out before the end of the year. But what is really exciting about them, and you you might actually have some um, some knowledge of the way things used to be, because um, I don't know how many issues you were in previously, but you were in some of the original Retro Lovely when it first came out, the actual mass-produced, glossy thing that kind of set everything in motion. Um, and back then, um, and I'm, again, I don't know if you were able to take advantage of it back then or not, but we used to, we used to have like a lot of different things for the models to take advantage of as far as like getting copies, you know, on consignment or getting them in wholesale to be able to sell and make some money. And, uh, that was something that was always like really part of the, the formula and part of the, part of the thing that we we're trying to do. And, uh, you know, we were on a hiatus for about three years, four years, relaunched using different you know resources and you know it's the sort of situation where it's 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 not that it's not that profitable where we can we can even do what we used to do so any little thing that we can do to get kind of like back to that or or at least you know touch get somewhere close to touching that is exciting for us and yeah with the special model editions what's important that the listeners should understand is that it is a production that we did jointly with miss jenna beth it is it is work of hers and a cadre of a lot of great photographers and i believe you indicated it was like uh, spanning like the last eight or nine years or was it 10 years and uh, at least a decade a yeah decade? okay I don't want to tell anybody that you're old, but you know, ten years is a long time. You're, you're OG, and uh, I'm, I'm OG. It's, so it's it's a great collection, and the thing that's exciting for us is in this world, uh, and this extends to burlesque, which you also do. What people have to realize is that the artists that produce this work, the models and the the performers in burlesque, they put a lot of time and money into it, and have very little payback. There's very little um, opportunities for them to get even to break even. So with the special editions that we're doing, when we, when we identify the models that we do this with and we're excited about doing them, um, it's, it's great for us because what we do is we do the production, 
we promote it with the model, but when you purchase a copy, and you should, they actually get all the proceeds. Retrolivity does not make any money from them. There's nothing about it that it costs the models nothing. Um, in fact, uh, sometimes people ask, well, how do, I, how do I get a model edition? You know, of course, every model in the world wants one. Um, and the reality is, well, you don't ask for it. We ask you. It's, it's quite frankly a situation where, you know, we, we either get to know people, or we see things that they're doing, and it makes sense to do it with them. And like with Jenna, I sent her an email. I'm like, hey, um, I think it's time. You know, would you like to do this? And here we are. So, of course, as all of our podcasts with the models, we will have information in the in online on the podcast site on how to how to contact you, and you are offering them autographed and unsigned. And of course, everybody should get a signed copy because, well, it's she signs them. Okay, this is this is really cool. That's you know she exactly. she physically touched yeah. it and she signed it for you. She'll she'll personalize it. I think. So that's the way you want to go and you're helping support them. And again, you know, I said this in the last podcast, it's not like you're going to go and buy a car. Okay. You're not going to have the kind of proceeds from this. That's going to let you, you know, maybe you can pay a mortgage payment or two. That'd be kind of cool. And I think some of the models have reached that status and that's exciting as hell. I mean, I, I get very excited about that because I think it is a distinction that we hold that we're at least trying to do this stuff. And it's sort of a statement that, even though we only have the same tools as every other publication, it is possible to do better. It is possible to do more. You know, if you actually work together with somebody, if you if you pull your resources instead of just asking for things. So, um, do check out those links. Do get a copy from Miss Jenna Beth. It's a seventy-two page collection, and it's a lot of great work. Um, so, I would highly, I'd highly encourage everybody to get a, to get a copy. Um, now. Let's get back to your story. <laughs> a decade, over a decade's worth of material. And I'm pretty sure that, that uh, your journey starts even before that. Now, I do have some notes here. I did take a look at what you wrote in the introduction. And I think it was kind of interesting. Um, you actually started to talk about how you kind of fell into this by accident. Like you didn't just decide, oh, I'm going to be a pinup girl, right? Um, yeah. You, you describe a different story. Tell us about how you actually stumbled into this. Um, well, I was I was always, you know, what I call a history geek, you know, loved it in high school and college. That's what my degree was in. And um, so I just loved everything that was vintage. Um, so I started <clears throat> I started uh, swing dancing when the whole, you know, swing craze mm-hmm. resurgence was going on. Yep. And um, I would, you know go to Goodwill or go to vintage stores and try to find, you know, 40s and 50s clothes to wear. And I started dressing up and dressing vintage like that. Um, And then it came, oh, let's, you know, start doing my hair like that. Oh, let's start doing the red lips. Let's do, you know, and it kind of just snowballed from there. Um, It wasn't until uh, probably like five, six, maybe even seven years after that, um, that I even took my first like pinup sort of picture. Oh, wow. So yeah, it just, it kind of just snowballed into that. Like I didn't, you know, set out with any clear goals. I wasn't like, Oh, this is what I want to do. I want to be in a magazine or I want to, you know, I kind of like how it was with burlesque. I, I didn't actually didn't set out with any goals for that either. Um, and then, so it's kind of, fun and interesting just to see where it's gone from there (laughs) you know as you said that too you probably can can attest um when you first got into it and got started like i I think back to like pre-retro lovely beginning like you know the 
the germination for it all started around 2009. And at that point, you know, I had been into the artwork my entire life because of my father. He was a, he, he painted statues, but his books were always the old airbrush artists that showed pinups. And mm-hmm. so as a young child, like instead of finding my dad's stash of Playboys, it was these, these books on how to paint and they all had the Varga pinups and the Elvgren and you name it. And, uh, you know, then in the, the, you know, 2008 through 2009, I start seeing some work on the edges that was sort of like a renaissance of that style. And at that point, it wasn't like there was several clothing companies making fashions for it. It wasn't like there was cosmetic, you know, people doing specialty vintage recreations. And there's just a handful of, you know, resources available. And seemingly in the, in the span of like three or four years, it just exploded exploded mm-hmm. into so many like different pursuits of people sort of like coming together at the same time and saying, we love this. And, you know, it totally, totally changed everything as far as um, let's say what was available to you. Cause like from just like what you said, when you first started, there was, there was no outlets. There was no, there was hardly any magazines. There was, there was hardly anything that was really focused. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm trying to think when I very first started, I mean, I wasn't really, you know, I was kind of younger, so I really wasn't like looking at the magazines yet, but I don't even think I could name one. (laughs) And really, I think what it was, you had, uh, and you know, God bless him, you had some of the car magazines, um, you know, because of that sort of like rotter culture had some of the influences in it. I think some of the first stuff that I saw was, was by way of some of the, some of the newsstand publications. And uh, it's just amazing how much it's sort of like, you know, there, there has been a renaissance and uh, it's quite it's quite a thing from, you know, just thinking in, in the course of like a decade, how it's all yeah. changed and how there's like so many different opportunities for people to like really sort of get into. I mean, you could you can't you can't turn, you know, you can't go to YouTube. If you've ever looked for anything pinup, they're going to throw at you all the other, you know, um, videos that there are for how to do your victory rolls and how to do this and how to do that. I mean, it's everywhere. So. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's so many more resources now. I mean, obviously, yeah, like YouTube, you know, how to tutorials mm-hmm. and stuff like that wasn't a thing. And it was basically, you know, just looking up stuff, like looking up pictures and like, that's what you had to go on. Right. Right. And it, it was not, it was not remotely what it is right now, which is, which is exciting if you like it. And now, so here's a question and this has a couple, couple tangents. Um, I think, I'm trying to remember. I don't. I don't recall the year. Maybe it was 2012. Um, I actually met you at Viva Las Vegas. I don't know what number it was, but it was at um, <laughs> Frankie's. Was it Frankie's Tiki Oasis? Oh, the tiki or whatever, bar. Tiki bar. And, yeah, the Tiki uh, room. Yeah. Tiki room. Right. And uh, so <laughs> what's funny is I, I know at the time I was uh, I had a girlfriend. We were there together, and we were at one of the bars at one of the hotels. And you talk about being a history buff. Now, does that mean when it comes to vintage fashions, are you one of those vintage Nazis that if you see a girl wearing crinoline with other, you know, wardrobe that wasn't of the same time period, do you like have a little freak out inside or do you actually go up to them and tell them that they're wrong? Are you that? Oh, my God. No, (laughs) no. I mean, everyone is is free to enjoy whatever they're comfortable in. I mean, and I mean, I love wearing vintage, but, you know, especially now it's getting harder and harder to find. And, you know, especially 
all those sizes were just so itty bitty, you know. They and were, yeah. So much of it is like it's starting to literally like dry rot now. Yes, it's starting yes. to just disintegrate like right off your body. Exactly. So if you go to Viva Las Vegas, I mean, you know, it's super hot there, like super, super hot. So if I'm wearing vintage, I don't want to sweat out like my nice vintage, you know. Mm -hmm. So I know that there are some people that are like, oh, my God, it's reproduction. I'm like, yeah, it's reproduction because I'm sweating and I'm uncomfortable and mm -hmm. I don't want to ruin my vintage. So no, I told, I'm, I'm with you there because, like, you know, and seriously, that was that was interesting to me because it was at one of the bars that like some women actually like kind of schooled her on how what she was wearing was incorrect. And I was just like, really? This is crazy. And for me, when it comes to like the wardrobe and this, this extends to even into the photography, right? I like rat rods. All right. Rat rods are not traditional. They're not classic restorations. They're not even a hot rod. It's a, it's a whole other sort of like way to appreciate those vehicles, you know, at a, at a, at a in a way that some people can, and some of them become like amazing art themselves. And I kind of prefer, or I should say, I shouldn't say I prefer, but like, I, I like the, the mashups as much as I do, you know, absolutely perfect period, correct stuff too. I like it all. I like it all. I'm not going to like, you know, kind of like look down my nose at, at one thing over the other. Cause everybody has like a different thing that's theirs. So, yeah, I mean, and there, there's a lot of great, you know, new independent designers and seamstresses they're doing some great work, you know, and, and their craftsmanship is wonderful. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you're wearing that, obviously that's reproduction, but it's absolutely beautiful and it fits you to a T, then yeah. why not wear that? You know, like. Absolutely. And the thing you said too, about like being comfortable, like I, I, I've seen it with some Viva Las Vegas, um, you know, the, the aftermath of the photos that I see. Sometimes I look and I say, Oh yeah, she was, she was sweating. She was sweating during that shoot. She's out in the hot sun you know, on the, on the asphalt next to a car. Um, the, the one that's more worse though, is the, uh, the Lone Star Roundup in Austin. Um, oh, that's even hotter. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen post a few of those. I've seen some photo submissions where people were just like melting, you know, and it's, yeah. Oh my God, you look, you look so great, but you've got that st stupid wristband on and you're all wet from your own sweat yeah. so yeah no this this year at viva it was you know september yeah, oh my they God. did a special one and it was the hottest viva i've ever been seriously to. and it was well every day was over 100 degrees <sighs> every day so i was in a desert for the shoot for one shoot i was you know at the car show for a shoot and like at the towards the end of both of them i was like i think i'm just gonna pass out <laughs> like it was it was hot yeah it was really hot that's you know outdoor stuff i have somebody right now talking to me about a shoot they want to do like a bonnie and clyde kind of thing and it's they're in new york state and they're looking at like locations i'm i'm looking at like the temperature thinking you, you're going to be freezing out there. You know, our, our opportunity to get you looking good with this car is diminishing with each passing week. You know, it's getting colder mm -hmm. and colder and colder. So I hope I can talk them into thinking about the spring instead of, because <laughs> I, I know they're going to look cold. It's just, there's just no way around it. I've done it before and uh, I'd rather not, but yeah. Enough about I, that. I don't know. I'm trying to think about what's worse, either like really hot or really cold. I don't know. <laughs> Either extreme is bad. Either extreme is bad. Yeah. But speaking of Viva Las Vegas, now, were you at the one 2018? Um, I'm trying to think of the lineup. I, I remember some of the promotional stuff. Were you at the 2018 Viva where Kevin from Coastal Expressions had a bit of a party someplace? 
Were you one of the models that were in attendance at that, or is my mind gone? I did shoot with him two years. Um, I didn't go to any party, though. Okay. Like, I know, like, one year he shot at the the Neon Museum, and then one year he shot at a house. Oh, yes. Yes, I recall those. I'm not sure which one that was. Okay. Yeah, the the event that he he had rented some some bar that had like a an outdoor movie theater theme thing or something or another, and I knew there was a couple models that I remembered the names of, or I should say, um, they were they were recognizable. I wasn't sure if you were one of them or not because I know you've shot with Kevin a couple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just curious about that because we uh, the the most recent. Um, special model edition was miss v who was also at that thing and i for some reason i had a false memory that you were at that one as well i don't know if it was maybe i'm thinking of angela ryan or somebody else i'm not sure <laughs> you're like it's you guys you know you're just interchangeable no, okay <laughs> <laughs> not at all not at all no just my memory's going so for your modeling all right we've established that you're og um you kind of stumbled into it because of uh, a fascination with history. You're not a, a vintage Nazi, which is very cool. Um, let's talk about the segue into burlesque. Now, you said that that wasn't planned either. Um, but do you, you know, would you say that uh, the proximity of burlesque to pinup had, uh, had, had part of that? Or was that like a completely different uh, uh, path that was that was taken? I think it kind of, you know, it already puts you into that that vintage culture you know, segue, you know, or like segment of society. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're already kind of doing, you know, the vintage look, the hair, the makeup. And then this was, you know, combined with dancing, you know, it's another form of dance. And I was already doing some dance and it kind of just, you know, lended itself to that. It's something I had wanted to try. And yeah, I just, <laughs> all, all of a sudden it was just, I mean, like it wasn't overnight, but, um, mm-hmm. You know, I went to a few shows and, you know, there wasn't a ton in the area yet, but, you know, I did a few shows and then I just kind of just started performing independently. Then I started my own troupe and then, um, yeah, after I've been doing productions of my own for about 11 years now. Okay. And uh, now I've kind of taken a step back from producing as much just because I just don't have the time and the energy that it takes to put on like a, a full show. Um, I'll, I'll do little, you know, one-off shows here and there um, as far as producing. But right now I mainly just do other productions. Um, I have a full-time job now. So first time in years <laughs> I've had a, a day gig. Um, so I've been doing that now for about five months, you know, like, I was actually um, performing full time up until COVID. Wow! Um, and then not many, you know, not many performers that, could say that. That's that's a very very select few people could actually say they did it full time. Yeah, well, in in Florida, we're really fortunate here. Um, we we have a great burlesque community that we you know travel around the state. We do each other's shows, you know, and there's just there's a lot of it here. So if you, you know, really focus on it, um, you can possibly do it full time. Um, and I don't mean like, you know, five days a week, right. but y- you can make enough. And you're not buying uh, a mansion. Yeah. No, you're you're barely getting by, mm-hmm. but <laughs> but it's enough. So no, that's excellent. Again, that's that's something very few people could could claim. 
yeah, like, but obviously, you know, unfortunately, COVID kind of oh, put the, yeah. the stop to that. Um, and, you know, I'm like, all right, you know, I'm not fooling anybody. I probably, you know, will be getting out of it eventually. So maybe I should get some sort of day j- gig that's, you know, a little bit more uh, sustainable yep. in the long term. So that's uh, that's where I am now. And like I said, I still do gigs, you know, on the weekend and maybe an odd weekday here and there. But it's definitely not even remotely close to full time anymore. And and having picked up that that day gig, how much of a of a culture shock was that compared to not doing something on a on what what normal people consider a schedule? Um, honestly, it's it took a while to kind of get back into the swing of it, and now it's now I value my free time even more mm-hmm. <laughs> since I am working forty hours a week. I understand that. Um, so it makes me a little bit more pickier with the shows that I do take because I'm like, well, I kind of just want to enjoy my weekend or, you know, it's like, so if I don't, if I'm not in just enjoying my weekend, then, you know, that show better be really cool or, what, or really I, great. Like I, I have said that, um, in the past, like I, I lived in Virginia once, um, in the, the Winchester area and they've got a, a, sh- a shopping district that's like in this old town sort of like they turned a street into a walking mall and it's all these businesses of retired people mm-hmm. right and as i visited some of these shops and got to know the owners it really struck me right that they were all extremely successful with these retirement businesses and i realized that because they were retired right because they had their security net of their retirement that in their businesses they didn't have to compromise either. They didn't have to look at their books and say, oh my God, we have to have a sale because it's slow, right? Mm-hmm. They literally had the freedom to say no because they already had their financial situation taken care of. So what you just said right there reminded me of that dramatically. And I think that's a powerful thing. I think that's a good thing for an artist to be able to say no and really truly value something on its, you know, what it will do for you as far as, is it a good audience? Is it a good venue? Is it a good situation? So that's cool. That's cool to hear. Definitely. Excellent. Now let's shift again. And again, I'm using some (laughs) notes. Um, You have been involved in the peanut uh, community. And as a member of the luscious ladies, you've had uh, a lot of interaction with a lot of different uh, women through, I I believe you, you talk about a few different, different, I'm sorry, a few different chapters that you've been involved with and you've, uh, you know, moved around a bit with them. Tell me all about that. Cause I mean, the luscious ladies, as it goes, um, it's like a bike gang that everybody knows who they are. Right. <laughs> I mean, the name is known period. Yeah. Um, well I started, I think, I think I figured it out. I think I started in 2013, um, as part of the South Florida chapter. And then eventually, um, some of the girls left and I, uh, took over the president position for that chapter and then I ended up moving to Nashville, uh, where they didn't have a chapter yet. And they're like, well, maybe you should start one up there. You <laughs> they know? took a flag like, along and planted it in the ground and said, here we are. Yep. And because, um, you know, there was like nothing even remotely close in that area as far as a chapter. So there was nothing for the girls in that area to go to. Um, so started that there. Uh, then moved back down to Florida. Um, and I'm part of the... Uh, Orlando or not Orlando, but Central Florida chapter now. So, so when you say Central, what's the city that that's based around? Orlando. But oh, it's Orlando. Okay. 
Yeah, throw that in. Totally cool. Totally cool. And how many how many chapters are there in all? Oh my goodness. Um, I mean, you're international. See. You have some overseas, right? Um, we did. I don't know if we currently do. Okay. I forget. I know we did as of last year, but again, with with COVID and stuff, like all yeah. that changed, yeah. and we lost some people. Like you know, they decided to get out of it. And um, so, yeah, so that's changed. So I am not exactly sure. <laughs> that is a very good question. I should probably know that. <laughs> there's there's something to put down on your notes to check out in case you should be asked. Yes. How many chapters are there and how many members are there in good standing and <laughs> how big is the army? Are there secret <laughs> handshakes? <laughs> there's not. Oh. There's not. We don't have any secret handshakes. See. I think that's should, a good idea. You Maybe should have like should some kind of secret sign, yeah. So that, like, if you're at a place and you see, like, a pinup girl, like, there's a thing you do with your hand, like, you make an L, and then that's the L, <laughs> right? We're not, we're not, like, throwing signs or anything <laughs> like that. That's, it's not really our thing. But, yeah, our, we're, you know, we're not clicky. This is, uh, you know, our hashtag is you can sit with us. Oh, so, Good. You know, probably, probably the throwing signs wouldn't go along <laughs> with that. <laughs> oh, Okay. That would have been cool. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So in these conversations that I have with people, obviously I talk about quite a few things that I pick up on from what I know, um, from things that I read in the bios that we do. Um, what things would I not know? What things would you like to talk about that I might never even touch upon? Are there any pet causes of yours or is there things you would like to say to, to, to you know, new models who are, who are who you were 13, 14 years ago? Oh, um, well, definitely, if I could give any advice to people just starting out, um, I would say do it because it is something that you love, you yes. have some interest in. Thank you. Um, don't do it because, you know, you think it's going to be fame and fortune. Because it's, it's not. It's definitely not. It's not. It's not. Yes. Um, you're probably going to spend more money in it than you'll ever make back. Correct. Um, so it's like... Do it, do it because you love it and because it's fun and you enjoy it. You know, there has to be something about it that you like, you know, or something you like about the culture. Like, do you like the fashion? Is it the vintage? Do you like the dancing? Is it the bands? Is it the cars? Is it the music, you know, like, or is it just the events? Is it just, you know, having other girlfriends that like the same things as you, you know, Correct. like yes. you should have the something about it that makes you want to stay in it, not because you know, you you have an agenda. And I, I say that because I think an agenda is different than goals. And you can set goals for yourself. You know, everyone, you know, it helps to have a something to reach towards, you know, it, it helps to have your cheese. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I think an agenda is different if you're I, doing it for reasons of like, you know, climbing this ladder you right, know and right. and being competitive about it and stuff because that's just going to take the fun out of it for you i i love that distinction that's a great way to put it and i unfortunately see it um i see the agendas like from a mile away and it really is non-productive and it's it's i don't say it's a waste of time but really you'd be, you'd be better focused doing it for you first and whatever comes of it after that is is just bonus you know Exactly. I mean, like, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of like, you know, when you first get into burlesque, it's the same way. Like, you're going to spend so much in your costumes and, you know, 
going to other shows and and doing stuff like that. It's just, you know, you can't just go into it thinking, oh, I'm going to be a full-time performer and I'm going to make so much money at this, you know? It's like, it, it took years to get to that point, you know? And it's like some of these costumes, you know, I mean, it's over a thousand bucks, you know? And yeah. it's, yeah. It, it takes a while to work that off, you know? So. <laughs> Jesus, yes. No, I, I totally get it. I, I actually, I referenced this quite a lot, but there was a, there was a blog post that Micheline Pitt put out when she was still working with uh, Pinnacle Girl Clothing. And she literally talked about, you know, the, the glamorous life of being a, a published pinup model. And she just laid it all out there. I mean, and she came into the article. She said, I, I feel like I'm about to tell a bunch of sugar-crazed five-year-olds five year there's no Santa Claus, but this is the reality. And she went through and she talked about, you know, the the, the cost and the expense and the time and the, the little rewards. And, and you know, I, I've referenced that a bunch of times because I think it's important for some people to realize. And that's in a lot of arts. I mean, there are, there are, there are musicians and bands that you think, wow, they're like famous and they're still traveling around in a van. You know, they, they mm-hmm. may or may not have health care. Okay. Um, art is a tough thing to make a living at. And that's just the way it is. It's, it's the truth of it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, what you see in pictures is, is not, you know, is the finished product. It's not the, it's not the reality. Right. You know, it's like in burlesque, you see, these gorgeous dressing room and these light up <laughs> mirrors with all the little bulbs. And when the majority of the time is, you know, we're changing in a bathroom. Yeah. You, you know, like, or some place like, with really bad neon lights or a uh, fluorescent lighting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you're happy just if you have a light, you know, I hot, mean, hot water is nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lock on the door, you know, like <laughs> little, little things like that. A mirror, a mirror is cool. You know, like, so it's it's definitely not all the the glitz and glam that people think it is. <laughs> it's and it's interesting, you know. You you talk about that, and I have a very good friend who um, was putting on a festival up here, and she was putting it on in this fantastic old opera house. And each year she was growing it and growing it, and it was becoming. Uh, it was getting to the point where she was paying everybody that performed, you know, uh, a noteworthy amount of money. Um, she, you know, she was getting there. And from within, there was, again, those agendas from some of the performers that just killed it for her that she finally said, all right, if you're not happy with what I'm doing, then, and I obviously can't do any more, then there's no sense in me doing it. And she stopped, you know, so this wonderful resource just vanished like virtually overnight because of some of the, the infighting that went with it, you know, it's it's just crazy, but that's, that's the nature of the beast, you know, with all things. (laughs) So, well, awesome. So, let's see. How about your future? Do you have any idea? Do you have a crystal ball? On, on, is it, is it going to be more of the same? Or do you got something that you're working on super top secret that you can't tell us about that's going to be really cool? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, right now, it's like I keep saying that I'm trying to take a step back. Mm-hmm. And then I just keep getting sucked back in. <laughs> so. Like Michael Corleone in Godfather 3. Like, you know, it's like I, I try to leave and then it just keeps me back bringing in. me back. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, like right before, you know, COVID, I, I actually thought that like, all right, you know, I'm going to try something different. You know, I was, I wanted to be a flight attendant. I wanted to step away from burlesque and all that. Uh, and then, you know, obviously yeah. the world changed, but then somehow I was still getting booked occasionally, you know, as things started opening back up and I'm like, well, guess I'm going back in, you know, <laughs> so it's just. 
And it's kind of the same way for pinup, you know, it's like for a while. I mean, I guess everyone goes through those slumps where you're just like, oh, I'm just not feeling it or I'm not feeling myself or mm-hmm. oh, absolutely. or anything like that. And then you're like, yeah, I think I've had enough. And, you know, then some photographer asks you to shoot and you're like, oh, sure, why not? You know, and then you get some great shots and then you feel great again and then you take another shoot and, yeah. you know, and then before you know it, you're right back in it. Yeah. You know, so it's well, just those, those those little pauses are good to rejuvenate. You know, those little, those little where you step away and kind of like get away from the, I don't say the monotony of it, but the, the pattern, um, yeah. you know, stepping, stepping out and then coming back is actually good very often. So. It's true. I mean, it helps you refocus. It helps you think of new things, you know, like I, I think you always need a little break sometimes. Definitely. 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 Awesome. Anything else? Oh my God can't think of anything right now <laughs> <laughs> all right well listen i have been speaking with miss jenna beth og pinup model and burlesque performer we have a brand new special model edition edition with miss jenna beth and nothing but her by a, a very impressive cast of photographers it's 72 pages it's excellent worth picking up and again you cannot get it from retro lovely you have to get it from miss jenna beth but that's what we want because she keeps the proceeds and if you've listened to this podcast you'll understand why that's important so please do support her and get a copy um, i will have those links in the podcast when i post it but uh miss jenna beth where let's 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 speak it out for people who, who don't read things where can people find you best <laughs> uh best is gonna be instagram um jenna beth zero nine two six um i still obviously i have facebook is miss jenna beth <laughs> not much is on there we anymore, were just but, slamming uh, facebook but it's still there yeah it's still there if you want it um but yeah probably probably instagram is, is going to be the place to find me and then everything that i'm connected with is also on there so yeah that's that's definitely the place to go Awesome. Awesome. Excellent. And this has been very good to uh, speak to you again after quite a long lapse. Um, yeah. Eight plus years, I think. And uh, I'm excited for the edition. I hope it does really well. And I'll, we'll talk offline uh, in the future about how it's going because I, I have been uh, speaking with each of the models. Um, we actually do have a, a Facebook group that we set up. Um, a lot of the newer models as they come in. Uh, it's interesting to me, but like sometimes if I'll, if I email somebody and we're talking about one of these editions and they haven't been around for, for that long and they haven't done things like marketing themselves and selling things. And I don't know, you've, you've done that in the past. You've bought, you know, copies of magazines wholesale and, and resold them. Yeah. And you've done those things. A lot of newer models just, just don't have their head around that. And there was a lot of things I would say that I, I quickly realized, you know, just because I think about it all day long doesn't mean that somebody else who has a job and is an occasional model that they're thinking about it. So the Facebook group we set up and we use it as a re- repository for, for ideas and thoughts and information. Like there's, you know, there's days I'll post something, I'll, I'll make a suggestion like, you know, why don't you do this to, to get interest? And part of the process for me is to try and help everybody do as good as they can with these things because their success is part of my success story with the whole effort. So, um, Mm -hmm. at some point in the future, we'll be talking, we'll see how it's going. Um, if things pop up, you know, if there's, if there's an idea or, you know, quite frankly, if there's a way we can, you know, make it work better and I'm, I'm open for suggestions too. So, I mean, always, you know, let me know what you think. And, and, uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm hop on that group if I'm not already. But. I will I will send you a link to that too. I think it's invitational only, so okay. I'll make sure you get that. And listen, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you, and I thank you so much for for talking to us tonight. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Awesome. You be good and take care and we'll talk soon.